it's time to take the quiz. Five questions, five minutes a day, five days a week. Take the quiz every weekday at thequiz.fox and then listen to the quiz podcast to find out how you did. Play, share, and of course, listen to the quiz at thequiz.fox. Live from everywhere USA, it's Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Here we go, here we go. Coming to you live from the greatest country in the world. Broadcasting from the tippy top of the world famous Fox News headquarters in New York City. Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon, a man who thankfully did not get carjacked in Washington, D.C. last night. No, sadly, Texas Representative Henry Cuellar held a gunpoint in the Navy shipyard area of D.C. What the hell is the world coming to? Not good. Uh, And we know why it's coming to exactly what it's coming to. And we're going to discuss it in this hour on a big Tuesday episode of Fox Across America. 888-788-9910 if you want a piece of the action. Uh, It's a stacked deck today. Emily Campagno is going to be here. Fox uh, outnumbered co-host. Raymond Arroyo, the bell of the ball. You watch him all the time on the Ingram Angle. I'll be on that show tonight. Hey, girl. Uh, and we're going to bring in the panel at the end of the day, Aaron Berg, Brett Azar, and comedian Jocelyn Chia, uh, who is as offensive of a comic as I know. But you want to know something at this point? If we're not holding the people in Congress to any type of behavioral standard, I'm done playing nice on the radio. I mean, gosh, if you can't police your congressman, if you can't police your streets— you shouldn't be policing your comedians. He's a lousy dad, but he's right. Oh, it's a chippy one coming your way today, girlfriend. So buckle up. 888-788-9910. You know the rules. Be a Republican. Be a Democrat. Just don't be a... <laughs> Plenty of them out there. The only thing safe to be in this day and age seems to be a criminal. Okay, what happened in D.C. last night, and believe me, we got a lot to get to, and I know there's a lot you want me to get to, okay? Trump is on trial day two. The Democrats want you to believe he's going away. Wrong. I don't know that it's going to come to that. But, you know, this judge, i got to be honest with you, a bit of a circus clown so far. Do not like what I'm seeing there. Uh, and, of course, Hunter Biden just pled not guilty uh, to a charge he'd originally pled guilty to. Hunter's a dirtbag. Is he ever? We'll cover that as well. And, yes, okay, you've got the Matt Gates trying to oust Kevin McCarthy out of the speakership role in D.C. All stories worth getting to. But to be clear, the only story that I just mentioned that matters is the out-of-control crime on our streets. It doesn't matter who the Speaker of the House is, okay, if I'm going to get mugged visiting the House. That's my bigger concern. Okay, did Trump inflate the value of his real estate? He might have. Okay, but the judge himself admits, the filing itself admits that no one was wronged in the doing, meaning none of the banks are alleging fraud. None of the people who lent him money are saying, where did the money go? Everybody was paid on time. So in terms of Trump being indicted for this, this is politics as usual, straight up politics as usual. He could have been indicted for this, to be clear, three years ago, five years ago, eight years ago. Okay, he's being indicted for this now. Why? Because we've got an election around the corner. That's true. That is true. Okay, straight up. Okay, the McCarthy stuff, the Gates stuff, that's personal animus. 
Gates loves all the media attention. Gates, as you know, he's been on this show. He's a little bit of a clown. Okay, and we talked about this last night on on Gutfeld. Okay, Jamal Bowman is an embarrassment to the institution. He pulled a fire alarm so he could get out the door is his claim. Well, I didn't know how the door opened. That is balderdash and hogwash and mm -hmm. No, I didn't know how it opened. And I was late to get to the vote, you see. So the reason I did the thing that would delay the vote, you see, is I actually wanted to be at that boat, but I, 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 you know, I delayed it anyway by accident. Sell crazy someplace else. We're all stocked up here. Everything you need to know about Jamal Bowman really quickly. His campaign has circulated talking points. Okay, they did that yesterday morning. They circulated talking points to everyone else in Congress that happens to be a Democrat, instructing them on what story they should be telling on TV. As I said on Gutfeld last night. You don't need to be an expert on the Capitol building. You don't need to be an expert on fire alarms. You don't need to be an expert on what kind of signs were on the doors. Okay? If you are coordinating your stories with your friends, it's because you did something wrong. Bingo. If a group of married guys go out tonight, stay out till 2 in the morning, okay, if they're all coordinating their stories at the diner, before they go home to their wives, it's because there's a good chance they were probably hanging out at a strip club they weren't supposed to be at. Hubba, hubba. Now, just get me clear, guys. We went to the movies, and we went to the bar. We had, like, two drinks, but we weren't feeling it. We just missed our wives so much, we decided to go to the diner, have a bite to eat, and then we got home. Come on. Don't bullshit me. That's when guys are coordinating stories. It's because guys have a bad story to tell. That is correct. Okay, but understand this. Jamal Bowman is coordinating his story with the rest of his party. It means Jamal Bowman knows he did something wrong. I'm telling you, that boy's a genius. Everything you need to know. But let's focus on real crime right now. Did he interrupt a government proceeding? Yes. By the standards of January 6th, if you did what Jamal Bowman did on January 6th, he should be behind bars. They obstructed the operation of our government. Okay, he did do that. Okay, it wasn't an insurrection. There wasn't a guy, you know, roaming the hallways in a Chewbacca bikini, you know, that whole. Okay, but understand, by that standard, yes. By that statute, yes, he committed a crime. But the fact that we're out here in the streets now, living in an America, okay, you saw the looting in Philly last week. You see all the major retailers fleeing big cities. Target can't afford to stick around. Too much shoplifting. It's not safe, okay? Think about that. CVS can't stick around. Not safe. Think about that. They're big box retailers. They have resources, okay? If they can't stay in business, if it's not safe for them to operate, a mom-and-pop business, which is the backbone of this economy, doesn't have a chance right now in this environment. I think he's got a point. And it's more lawless than ever thanks to what's going on in woke cities like Washington, D.C., okay? Everything woke turns to what did Washington, D.C. spend the last three years doing? Spray painting defund the police murals all over the streets. Tearing down statues. Throwing rocks at the White House. Do you remember in the summer of 2020 after they set the church on fire? And then the attacks on the White House got so violent that Trump had to be hustled into a bunker by the Secret Service the Democrats were calling him Bunker Boy. Oh, Bunker Boy. He got scared. He ran away. Yeah, because they were throwing rocks and bricks at the Secret Service outside the White House so aggressively, in fact, that they had to build a second barrier around the White House. 
which is why when January 6th happened and the Democrats are like, we've never seen an attack like this in Washington before. You are so full of shit. The rest of us had seen one, you know, six, seven months earlier. And it was horrific. Hundred Secret Service agents hit with bricks and rocks had to be treated. It was bad. Okay, on this show, we condemn political violence in every direction. If it's, if it's you know, Republican, if it's Democrat, if it's Libertarian, it doesn't matter. Political violence is just bad, okay? It's just bad. We said it the same way on January 6th that we said it in June of 2020. But that's the fork in the road between Republicans and Democrats. Democrats wanted you to believe January 6th, of course, a deadly insurrection, the worst thing we've seen since the Civil War. But the summer of 2020 never happened. That's what they want you to know. Oh, what are you talking about? That was a peaceful Mostly peaceful protest. A fiery, but mostly peaceful protest. People aren't buying it, CNN, you dumb bastards. But you understand what they ultimately did in that summer, but because it became a wedge issue, crime became a wedge issue, is they tried to sell the narrative that police were a bigger threat to the community than the criminals they were sworn to protect us against. That's Use your common sense. But they did it, and it emboldened criminals, and it scared away good cops, okay? And it turned the streets lawless, okay? Mayor of Washington, D.C., I'll tell you right now, okay, we're short, I believe, 400 cops right now in D.C., and to make matters worse, they're lowering the hiring standard because they're having a hard time attracting candidates. This could be a problem. Seriously. If you're going to get upset when a cop does somebody does somebody wrong, maybe don't scare away all the cops that would do somebody right. Okay, but now you're hearing they're going to relax marijuana thresholds, you know, prior arrests, don't worry about it. They just need people that are take the job, okay, because it's such a thankless profession. Never mind that it's the single most important job being done in our society. Police are the NFL referees of life. They make two billion calls a week. You only talk about the one call you don't agree with in a billionth of a split second when you're watching it on instant replay, staring at a police interaction on your phone while you eat grapes in a neoclassical position on your couch. Yeah, that guy should never work again. Throw him in jail. Someone was out there swinging a knife. He thought somebody was going to get killed. He shot him in a millionth of a second. That guy should die in prison. That's how we evaluate police. When you're millions of miles removed from the scene, from the adrenaline, from the threat. And because that's the posture we've taken, we're now living in an America where actual representatives of Congress are getting carjacked in the streets. Here's uh, Mike Cuellar, or Henry Cuellar, excuse me, Representative Henry Cuellar, uh, of the great state of Texas, he will be on Waters World tonight. It's an exclusive. He was speaking on Capitol Hill yesterday shortly after the incident, clip 47. Yeah, I was just uh, coming into my place. Uh, three guys uh, came out of uh, nowhere, and they pointed guns uh, at me. I do have a black belt, but I uh, recognize when you got three, uh, three guns. Uh, I looked at one with a gun, another one with a gun, a third one behind me. Uh, so they said they wanted my car. I said, sure, you got to keep calm in those situations. And then they took off. They uh, recovered the car. They recovered everything. What really got me upset was they took my sushi. But anyway, that's something else. Uh, and they did recover the sushi after all. But anyway. Listen, I'm glad he can laugh about it. But this is a Democrat, okay, getting carjacked in a Democratic city because of policies the Democrats have supported, like cashless bail, like D fund the police yes i support the defund movement because this is about the the um investment 
in our communities, which have historically been divested. Not only do we need to defund, but we need to dismantle and start anew. Why use the word defund? Why use the word defund? And it's like, this is the word that's coming from the streets. So, <laughs> what? We'll do it because it's coming from the streets? This is Looney Tunes. Looney Tunes? That's all, folks. Uh, it's not. It's what they want on the streets. You know, where the drugs are sold, where the people are mugged, where the congressmen are carjacked. Those guys want us to defund the police, says AOC. You're an idiot! And here's another idiot. D.C. Mayor Muriel Bowser, who is directly responsible for this stuff. She was there trying to troll Trump. Hey, let's paint defund the police behind the White House. They made supporting the police a political issue, as if only Republicans called 911. Now, nah, the damn, we don't need the police. Look, if you hate cops just because of the cops, the next time you get in trouble, call a crackhead. But that's what they did. Well, you got to vote for the Democrats this summer, because unlike those racist Republicans, we don't support the police. Don't ever forget that they did that. And that most people knew how stupid and senseless it was. Okay, everyone out there protesting, who do they have protecting them at the protests? The police. Bingo, man, bingo. Every NFL player that took a knee on the sideline during the national anthem to protest the police. Who are they counting on to get them in and out of there safely? The police. Bingo, man, bingo. Okay, the only reason we probably didn't defund them is because Biden thinks the police are a British rock band. Okay, but understand this. Here's Muriel Bowser complaining about a shortage of police officers. Oh, you don't say, lady. The, the woman that was out there painting murals all over town, yelling defund the police. Jeez, I wonder why nobody wants to work there. Clip 49. We need more officers. We don't have the officers that we need, and sadly, we've lost three to 400 officers in the last four years. Um, we haven't had officers in our schools, and we have policies that make it difficult to create, recruit new officers. What would you do with a brain if you had one? Seriously, because when she said we've had policies that make it difficult by we, okay, we mean you. He knows what he's talking about. Their policies in that city are pro-criminal. Okay, when a United States congressman is getting carjacked less than a mile from the Capitol, you've lost control of your city. Here is Greg Pemberton. He's the, the uh, chief of the D.C. Police Union. Uh, this is back on September 18th. He was talking about the specific crime of carjacking, clip 50. This data is from Friday. We were at just about 700 carjackings uh, for the year. And on the left, it might be hard to see, but that's a 106% increase over the year prior. Uh, that means the number of carjackings in the city has doubled. Uh, and you can see the, the breakdown on the left. Uh, some, some of the areas in the city have 232% increases, 176% increase in carjackings. These are significant numbers. They're bad, okay? And you understand we're in this position because of pro-criminal policies. They didn't think about the single mom getting mugged, okay, the grocery store owner getting robbed. They thought about the criminal because it became a woke political wedge issue. Okay, and that's why we wound up with people reluctant to take on one of the most noble professions you could ever hope to work, which is police officer. Okay, we're in this position because of woke jackasses that created more empathy for the perp than the police. Okay, it's not going to get better until we get rid of the people who put us in this position. And I'm out here in the real world and I know what's right or wrong or bullshit. We killed this. Go! 
is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon from the Fox News Podcasts Network. Hey there, it's me, Kennedy. Make sure to check out my podcast, Kennedy Saves the World. It is five days a week, every week. Download and listen at foxnewspodcast.com or wherever you listen to your favorite podcast. There it is, Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Busy Tuesday episode of the show. Uh, TV-wise, I'll be on the Ingram Angle tonight uh, with Laura Ingram. If you missed us on Gutfeld last night, it was on with the king of late night, our lovable comedy dwarf, Greg Gutfeld. It is on the Fox Across America website. I have posted it on the Fox Across America Facebook page as well. I am, of course, 10 days, 10 days away from the taping of my stand-up comedy special at the Paramount that is Friday night, December, uh, October the 13th at the Paramount, right out on Long Island. You can get tickets at Ticketmaster. And if you missed yesterday's show, we announced yesterday we are returning to the Carson Nugget, Saturday night, December the 2nd. If you're listening on KKFT, if you're listening on KSUE, your radio buddy is back in town for one day. <laughs> I've never played a rowdier market. I took Lincoln on stage for a Q&A the last time I was in Carson. Every question more X-rated than the next. It was a good, it was a great night. I'll probably lose custody of the kids someday. My wife will be like, your honor, you took him on stage in Reno. <laughs> no further questions. That'll be the end of that. But uh, the debauchery rolls on in the next break. We're going to go inside the Trump trial and get you up to speed on that sham being run by these dirtbags in lower Manhattan. It is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon broadcasting live from New York City where they've put Donald Trump on trial for inflating the net worth of his properties. It's people with a dirty mind that think like that. Listen, I don't know 
I'm not a real estate developer. I, I genuinely don't know the particulars, but what I do know, and this is the level of analysis I bring to the show, like Emily Campagna will be on later. She's an actual, like, brilliant legal mastermind, okay? It was a very decorated law career. She's a co-host of Outnumbered. She's the face of the Fox True Crime series because of her acumen. Where I come into these conversations from is I'm giving you a very cursory, common-sense take on what we're watching here. So in the filing against Donald Trump, the claim is he borrowed against his assets by inflating their net worth, saying to the banks, hey, this piece of property is worth a lot more than it is so he could get bigger loans. Okay, do you follow me? That's where this started. Now, are any of those banks claiming they got ripped off? The answer would be no. No. Are any of those banks saying they didn't ultimately get paid? The answer would be no. Did any of the banks issue an evaluation of Trump's properties that contradicted his? The answer would be no. Now, anyone who's ever bought a house knows it has to appraise. You agree on a sale price, they send out an appraiser who looks over the house and determines a fair market value for it. In all of Trump's transactions, he has managed to get beyond that process without anyone charging him criminally. Do you understand? So when you look out at this situation right now, nobody says they've been ripped off. Nobody says they didn't get paid. Okay, the God's honest truth is, yes, Trump probably on some levels inflated the value of his properties. But at that level of lending, when a bank is dealing with a buyer of that magnitude, they know they're going to get paid. So they didn't throw the challenge flag on any of Trump's filings. Okay, the people in Manhattan did. What in the wide, wide world of sports is going on here? And by Manhattan, I mean the people who would run for office by vowing to prosecute Trump. Alvin Bragg, who is trying to indict him on a federal charge, despite the fact that he doesn't actually have the jurisdiction to do so as a local prosecutor. Okay, Letitia James, who literally ran for office on the vow that she would indict and get Donald Trump. Someone fundraising right now over the fact that they have Donald Trump on trial. Someone who has been taking to Twitter and posting hourly updates or daily updates on the progress being made into the trial. Why? Because she's trying to make a national name out of herself, just the way Alvin Bragg did. In the Democratic Party, people fail upward. They don't need to bring charges against Trump and win the case. They just need to bring charges against Trump, become a sentimental favorite in the media, get enough glowing coverage for weeks and months that they'll eventually start bandying your name about for higher office. That's how it works. If you don't believe me, ask Michael Avenatti. Do you remember the dirtbag Stormy Daniels lawyer who was going to shake down Trump? Because he paid a porn star by check instead of in singles. I don't know what the actual charge was. What I do know is Michael Avenatti is in jail right now, okay, for defrauding Stormy Daniels. Okay, seriously. You know you're a dirtbag lawyer when a porn star says you put her in a bad position. But let's talk about it because Michael Avenatti did not have the goods on Trump. Michael Avenatti did not ultimately succeed. But were it not for Michael Avenatti going to jail, the media was propping him up as an actual presidential candidate. 
You got lucky tonight. We're back with attorney Michael Avenatti. He is a main player. Sitting beside me right now. I'm not going to let you cheat. You, you have to guess. Uh, and hint, his name is Michael Avenatti. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I think you're doing a hell of a job. I don't think you're in this for money. To me, you're like the Holy Spirit. You are <laughs> all places <laughs> at all times. He's out there saving the Look, country. It, you know what? I'm, He's a rock star, I think. It'll be interesting to see his next check. Absolutely. Michael Avenatti for president in 2020. He's Donald Trump's worst nightmare. Michael Avenatti. Existential threat to the Trump presidency. Please welcome attorney Michael Avenatti. Looking ahead to 2020, uh, one reason why I'm taking you seriously as a contender is because of your presence on cable news. <laughs> I wrote about this saying you're currently leading the pack among 2020 contenders on, on the Democratic side. What do Democrats value most? If they decide they value a fighter most, yes. people would be foolish to underestimate Michael yeah. Avenatti. Michael Avenatti is a beast. Okay, that's true. And he, he's a beast. He's a beast, and he keeps popping Donald Trump and all of his folks in the mouth repeatedly. He's a beast. Michael Avenatti is not a beast. He's an inmate. Okay, but you understand he was failing upwards. He was bringing charges against Trump. Oh, we're going to get Trump in court. We're going to get him. And all he needed to say was that. And he wound up on every major media outlet in America day after day, night after night. He was doing five, six cable news hits a day. That's not even the only montage. I'll give you another montage. Joining us once again is Michael Avenatti. Let's bring in Michael Avenatti. Michael Avenatti. Michael Avenatti. Michael Avenatti, thank you very much. John Meacham says he may be the savior of the republic. You are something of a folk hero now. I owe Michael Avenatti an apology. I've been saying enough already, Michael. I've seen you everywhere. What do you have left to say? I was wrong, brother. You have a lot to say. I uh, am just dying to hear what you think. These people all like you. I'm the only person right here Donald Trump fears more than Robert Miller. We think you guys are the tip of the spear that's going to take down Donald Trump. Oh, Bill Maher. Nice proud moment for him, right? I mean... Step into my office. Why? Because you're fired. This is the problem with media. I'm not a media person, okay? This is good. This is bad. I'll explain why it's good is I come on the air and I have a full conversation. What I mean is we don't have a conversation about what's going on in politics based on what's going on in politics today, yesterday. OK, we have a conversation based on everything that's ever been said on the issue by everybody involved who has said it. OK, yes. If you just look at the Trump case as all right, he inflated the net value of some of his properties. Then you go, all right, yeah, sounds like there's a trial here. But when you take a step to the right or a step to the left, you see an attorney general who ran for office on prosecuting him, meaning you know right that in there he is being charged for something he never would have been charged on to begin with. This is politics as usual. Totally. Okay. When you see Alvin Bragg, you know that the issue here is not what he did. It's not what he is. It's who he is. Oh, you're right. And when you're right, you're right. And you, you're always right. And the people charging him realize there's a lot of upward mobility in charging him. Did you hear what I just played you about Michael Avenatti? Michael Avenatti is in jail right now, maybe for like 10, 15 years for defrauding Nike, for defrauding Stormy Daniels. But they were willing to literally, try, forgive me, they were tripping over their to praise this man. No differently than when Andrew Cuomo, remember my old governor, Hansi Andy Cuomo? Andy! Andy! 
okay, but they were tripping all over themselves for Andy Cuomo in the summer of 2020 because after the Avenatti thing had come and gone and he was in jail, they needed somebody new to prop up as the hero, someone who wasn't Trump. Well, we need Andrew Cuomo. I mean, this is the guy. This is the gold standard, as Joe Biden called him. And the answer is I, I don't fully know. We've been leaving it to the governors. Thank God the governors have been moving. Your governor in New York's done one hell of a job. He, I think he's, he's sort of the gold standard. <laughs> oh, man. Would you shut up? I mean, really think about it. Your governor in New York's kind of the gold standard. Uh, his own top aides say he falsified nursing home deaths to get a better advance on his book deal, made nursing homes sign an executive order taking in infected coronavirus patients by offering them criminal and civil immunity so they didn't have to worry about being sued or arrested for committing elder side by forcing the most vulnerable segment of our population to live with people who had COVID. Andrew Cuomo did that, and the media built him up every day while it was going on. Do you understand? New York's Andrew Cuomo has become an outspoken voice in this crisis with his blunt and sobering assessments. You were there for us, and I go, oh, he's smart, and you were honest. You exposed a lot of your own vulnerabilities. A very buzzed about topic about you is your love life. You've been commended for your clear and your calm leadership. Congratulations, Andrew, on your much-deserved Founders Award. You and your brother Chris tied as the most desirable men in New York. Is it true? I mean, come on, man. That's Andrew Cuomo, a guy who was forced to resign. Do any of them go back and acknowledge the praise they heaped on this man? How about Avenatti? No, they don't even go back. Do you get it? Everyone in our politics now is a prisoner of the moment. That's how they're able to get away with this. It's no different than the people who told you COVID, okay? COVID, COVID. Remember COVID? Off limits. If you get the vaccine, you can't get COVID. Okay, but that's what you were told. We have to fire you from your job. You have to fire you. You are not allowed to work as an American and feed your family. You are an existential threat to the people around you. It's time to start shaming people like you who don't know better. Not getting vaccines. It's time to start shaming them. Because frankly, we know that we can't trust the unvaccinated. F*** them. F*** their freedom. I want my freedom to live. No. Screw your freedom. You're a schmuck for not wearing a mask. We have to stop coddling the morons who will not get the shot. Shame on you. I'm surrounded by idiots. But that was the level of self-righteousness they stampeded you with. Okay, that's how this stuff works. The people on the left are wrong about just about everything. Okay, but they use social pressure to get their way. Why can't you be more to get the vaccine? Michael Avenatti, Andrew Cuomo's the man. Yeah, a frisky man at that, according to the testimony. You ever seen a grown man naked? But you understand, everybody who goes against Trump fails their way upward. Okay, that's what they do. That's how even a guy like Fauci, Trump, listen to Fauci, shut down the country, listen to Fauci. He's the nation's leading infectious disease expert. He thought he was getting good advice from Fauci. Wrong. Okay, but ultimately, what did Fauci do? The more him and Trump butted heads, the bigger the cult figure he became in the Democratic Party in liberal media circles. No differently than Andrew Cuomo, no differently than Michael Avenatti, no differently than Letitia James downtown. Look at all the heat she's getting. Look at all the heat Alvin Bragg is getting. It's not even about whether or not they win the case. They just need to charge Trump and be the next faith healer for the Democratic Party. Do you understand right now the Democrats have declared a Trump emergency?
I said this on Gutfeld last night. Do you know how they declared a COVID emergency to justify taking away your rights? Oh, it's a COVID emergency. You don't have the right to go to church. Sorry. COVID emergency. You don't have the right to go to school. Someone you know is in the hospital. You don't have the right to visit them. It's a COVID emergency. Oh, their funeral? Can't go. Can't gather in large groups. COVID emergency. If you want to loot a Nike store, burn down a police station, that's fine. It's a COVID emergency, but don't worry. COVID knows uh, it's a sophisticated virus. When they made it in the lab, they know if you're out protesting for left-wing social justice causes. Nothing to be concerned with. But as for the rest of you, shut up and go home. COVID emergency. And that's what they're doing now. They've declared a Trump emergency. So everything's in play. Indict a guy for something no one in the history of the republic has ever been indicted for. Indict a guy for things other members of our politics have engaged in. Oh, he mishandled classified information. He's hardly a standard bearer when he comes to mishandling classified information. I'm Hillary Clinton, and I approve this message. Joe Biden was storing it in a milk crate next to his Corvette. Is there anything dumber than that? No. The answer is no. Tell them like it is. Okay, but they're not getting indicted because it's not what we'd ever do in this country. When they talk about norms in this country, the Democrats are destroying norms in an effort to stop Trump from destroying norms. That's the claim here. Well, we got to spread some misinformation about Hunter's laptop being Russian. Because if not, Trump's going to get in and spread misinformation. (laughs) We have to tell people Trump colluded with Russia. We know it's fake. But you understand, if he's allowed to govern, he's going to say a lot of fake stuff. That's what they're selling you right now. Okay? We've got an arson problem. So what we got to do, we got to hand out matches and gasoline and burn down all the houses in town. That way the arson problem doesn't come to be. That's what's going on right now. Okay, I'm not a real estate expert, but I promise you Trump is on trial right now. Probably going to get found guilty from what I read about the X's and O's. I don't know. Okay, a good percentage of the case was thrown out because of the statute of limitations, but they didn't walk away from it. Here's Trump explaining that part. Clip one. Well, I think that was very good. So that's Trump saying 80 percent of the case would be out the window if the statute of limitations are invoked. I don't know how true that is. I'm not you know, going to lie to you. OK, Trump is, you know, been given to exaggeration from time to time. OK, I'm not going to lie. This guy will say anything. No, that that might go for Trump as much as it goes for me. OK, but understand one way or the other. Trump is not being charged because of what he did in real estate. Trump is being charged because of what he did and continues to do in politics. There was a Washington Post poll out today, ABC Washington Post, that has Trump beating Biden by eight points. Uh Oh, I'm in trouble. Eight points. You understand they're in a really bad spot. So they're declaring a Trump emergency. Take away his rights. If we got to wind up taking away the rights of people who support him. Hey, that's disinformation. Get it off the Internet. They're going to do that next, okay? because they want power. These are desperate people. And if we've learned anything in the Trump era, nothing is beneath them. 
when it comes to stopping him or the people who support them. So y'all need to hide your kids, hide your wife, and hide your husband because they're raping everybody out here. A show so good, people don't know what to think. This feels weird. Are you sure this is legal? I don't know. It's fun though, isn't it? Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. It is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Emily Campagno coming up in the next hour. Raymond Arroyo as well. Their opening act is down in Shreveport, Louisiana. Michael back on the show. Michael. Hey, Jimmy. Another stellar performance propping up the Gutfeld show last night. Fantastic <laughs> job. Oh, <laughs> thanks for that, man. It's, you know, anytime hey, you get in the ring uh, with the hey, comedy dwarf, you got to class it up. Uh, what? What? What I really want to know, I want to know about this 21 fingers thing. What are the details on that that you mentioned? (laughs) Michael, you'll have to pull over and ask one of the lot lizards. Uh, and, <laughs> oh, ow. Mike, okay. Might cost you some extra money for that kind of operation. Uh, that was a fascinating segment. Uh, I, I will say so myself. But, you, you know, I'm glad, I'm glad you watched it because that is the kind of segment that's made for a guy like you. <laughs> hey, I've never seen Tulsi Gabbard laugh so hard. That was fantastic. <laughs> yeah, she, she's a she's a good hang. And you know what's funny is like, so like she's very real. She's a good analyst. But when people like still have a future in politics, they get a little defensive because they're like, I don't really want to be on camera with what's going down here. You can always sense the energy shift in a little bit. And uh, yeah. the minute he came to me, I like I looked at her and I was like, sorry, Tulsi. Put on your poncho. You're in the splash zone, girlfriend. <laughs> oh, well. Oh. It was fantastic. Oh, well, my God. Hey, you need to get her on the show sometime, buddy. Work on that. All right. I'll tell her you said so. Okay. Absolutely. I mean, you are kind of like one of the producers at this point. So I will, uh, I'll get on the case. I don't want you to write me a bad review. Good stuff, Michael. Have a big day out God, there, okay? God bless you, buddy. Good Thank luck, you. brother. 21st finger. Enjoy. There he goes. Michael. If you watch last night's Gutfeld, you get why that's a filthy reference. Otherwise, I just did family-friendly radio. Live from everywhere USA, it's Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Boom, there it is. Back in action. Big Tuesday episode of Fox Across America with your radio buddy, Jimmy Fallon, bringing you another hour of top-shelf radio in a bottom-feeding political world. I say it a lot. But we are a country that is run by out-and-out circus clowns. You've got people on the left telling us men can have babies. That is a fact-check false. (laughs) You've got people on the right fighting over who should be the Speaker of the House. I kind of get it, but it still looks like clown stuff. you got a lot of people in the middle being like, hey, Congress, your approval rating is at 19%. Can you guys actually, like, shut up and get to work? I think he's got a point. Yeah, the point is, this place is just a mess. 888-788-9910 if you want to help me clean this one up. Uh, Raymond Arroyo is going to be here. Emily Campagno, back on the show. Uh, Emily, of course, the co-host of Outnumbered. Uh, she will be joining us in studio to talk about the Fox True Crime podcast and everything else going on in Washington. Of course, Hunter Biden entering a not guilty plea today to a crime he had already once pled guilty to. It's an interesting change of events, but why did that happen? Because they had reached a plea deal for a gun charge and for tax evasion that would absolve him 
from future crimes, which I got to be honest with you, it's a little unprecedented, which is why the judge looked at that initial plea deal and was like, oh, no, this is a scam. This is this is not a legitimate thing. Uh, we're getting rid of this, which is what ultimately opened to this whole can of worms involving Hunter Biden and everything else that's going on. This happens against a backdrop of Trump being on charge right now uh, for inflating the value of his assets. Uh, he's facing fraud charges in lower Manhattan. And then, yes, up on Capitol Hill, Matt Gates is trying to oust Speaker McCarthy from his leadership position. The whole thing, OK, is a food fight. Byron Donalds, who shoots as straight with us as anybody in Congress, is on the show tomorrow to try to clean this up. But I'm going to walk you through his take last night. He was on Hannity last night. Uh, I will be on Hannity this Thursday if you want to see me telling jokes to the crowd. But it is Byron Donalds last night. This is clip 13. I'll tell you, I think it is going to be a problem because the first thing it does, it takes away floor time where you're supposed to be actually going through amendments on the appropriation bills. That's one. Number two, yeah, it's going to lead to divisions in the conference. How are we going to be united as a conference if we're divided on that question? And this is where he's spot on right. But this is where politics being a team sport is happening at the detriment of all of us. Okay, because people don't spend a lot of time calling out their own party because they don't want it to create the perception that the other party might be better than they are. Oh, my gosh, we're going to lose votes. Both parties cover up for a lot of ineptitude. Both parties look the way on a lot of chicanery. Uh, But we, the people who employ them, who sent them to Washington, ultimately don't get our bidding done by our elected representatives in Congress. Congress is polling at 19 percent. Okay, they were moments away from shutting the government down again over the weekend. Something will be moments away from doing in 45 days when the continuing resolution expires. This is how they run our country now. We don't get a balanced budget. We don't get a passed budget. We just get resolutions to continue funding the government and make increases to the current spending levels based on what other pork they can squeeze in. That is financial lunacy. We're $33 trillion in debt. Okay, if you and your family were $33 trillion in debt, would you continue to go on with the current financial plan you happen to be employing at the moment? The answer would be no. But that's exactly what they're doing in Washington. So for that alone, okay, it's a scam. It's a scam by both parties because they ultimately both go along with it. Okay, here is Gates announcing why he's going after McCarthy. Uh, This is clip 12. Well, I have enough Republicans where at this point next week, one of two things will happen. Kevin McCarthy won't be the Speaker of the House or he'll be the Speaker of the House working at the pleasure of the Democrats. And I'm at peace with either result because the American people deserve to know who governs them. (laughs) So listen, okay, he's not wrong when he says that. And I, I admire the candor of Gates, who has been on this show in the past and said, hey, a lot of the things we do on Capitol Hill, are a charade. Like when we bring in big tech people and yell at them for Facebook censoring information, when the hearing's over and everybody gets their soundbite on the news, we all go out to lunch with the guys from Facebook, the lobbyists. We all go out to dinner. Okay, we all go to the local strip club around the block from the White House. Oh, yes, I've read about that in the Bible. Okay, but understand, okay, what ultimately doesn't happen, what ultimately doesn't happen is the conditions here in this country do not improve. Okay, we're going in a bad direction right now, you guys, a bad direction. Seventy percent of Americans think the country is headed in the wrong direction. I believe it's actually 76 percent at this point. Okay, which means if you're the Republicans, you think you can turn this country around. You have to demonstrate an ability 
to do something. And that something can't be a Real Housewives episode on Capitol Hill. Okay, it's to do things creative and productive with the power of the purse in Washington. It is to force spending cuts. It is to force more targeted single issue bills being passed. It is to get to a place where you can confront the spending issue in Washington, the federal deficit that has now put debt service on pace to be the biggest portion of our monthly payment. Okay, understand when your credit card. Now, you're making the bare minimum on your credit card, just enough to pay off the interest. The debt only goes one way, up, up, up. That can't be good. Well, that's where we are as a country, okay? Here is Biden. (laughs) Funny. Oh, man. Biden was talking about McCarthy. This is clip 20. I hope this experience for the speaker has been one of a personal revelation. I'm not being facetious. I, uh, um, anyway. That's the President of the United States, folks. This man needs a retirement home and a warm bowl of soup. That's the, that's the verbatim quote. I hope this, I hope, I hope this experience for the speaker has been one of a personal revelation. I'm not being facetious. I, uh, 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 anyway. Okay, that's the President of the United States. Okay, that's embarrassing to our country. But you understand, if you're the Republican Party, you're not currently making a case that you'd be any better at running things than he is. That's true. That is true. Okay, the Republicans did not get... Border security out of this continuing resolution. They did not get an audit of all the money we're sending to Ukraine. No, they didn't. Okay, it was more go along to get along. We've got to keep the spigot flowing. This is what gets stuff done. And now understand we're back to a Real Housewives episode where Republicans are just fighting over who should be in charge. And the truth is, Gates is trying to bring attention to some legitimate issues about how they run Washington. But he doesn't actually have the votes to change anything. Okay, they're not actually going to get McCarthy out of his position. So at the end of the day, it looks like a media grab by Gates, who I got to be honest with you, really, really likes media attention. You're absolutely right. Loves it. Loves getting on the telly. Okay, the guy's getting hair and makeup and putting on eyeliner before he does TV hits. Did you ever see the documentary about the freshman congressman, the one he was in with AOC on HBO? Okay, and again, I enjoy having Gates on the radio when I'd have him on. Okay, it's good. It's good radio. It's good entertainment. But he likes being an influencer, and he does like shaking the cage a little bit in D.C. And this is why Kevin McCarthy says he's going to survive. He believes there's enough people in D.C. uh, who are going to support him. This is clip 15. Yes, I'll survive. You know, this is personal with Matt. Matt voted against the most conservative ability to um, protect our border, secure our border. He's more interested in securing TV interviews than doing something. He wanted to push us into a shutdown, even threatening his own district with all the military people there who would not be paid only because he wants to take this motion. So be it. Bring it on. Let's get over with it. And let's start governing. If he's upset because he tried to push us in a shutdown and I made sure government didn't shut down, then let's have that fight. So to update what he said, because he said, you know, hey, Matt Gates, 
He said, bring it on. That's what he said. He heard what Matt Gates wanted to do, and he... Somebody ought to belt you in the mouth. But House Speaker Hakeem Jeffries uh, just said what? Hakeem Jeffries is uh, House Democratic leadership anyway. Not Speaker. That would be McCarthy at the moment. But House Democratic leadership has voted yes on a motion to vacate the chair. In other words, a motion to oust McCarthy. They will, in fact, put it to a floor vote in Washington. Does that mean McCarthy's going to go? I don't know. I don't know that the votes are there. Most Republicans say, no, he's not going to go. But at the very least, the Democrats have just wisely, in my experience, uh, in my, you know, in my opinion anyway, opened up this can of worms for the Republicans all the way so the Republicans can go have a food fight now in front of the whole country. I'm telling you because I care. I don't owe a party my loyalty. That's why the country screwed up. Okay, I'm a talk show host. I'm not an activist. This is embarrassing for the Republicans. This is clown stuff. And you could say, well, you know, Gates should shut up. No, Gates is entitled to raise awareness to the fact that no one's serious about cutting spending, that no one's that serious about defending the border, that no one's that serious about getting a full accounting for our war dollars in Ukraine. Okay, he's not wrong to bring attention. Okay. You might not like what he's doing because it's embarrassing the party, and to be true, to be clear, it is. Okay, at the same time, McCarthy also owns some guilt here because McCarthy has governed more like an establishment speaker than he has a staunch conservative committed to the principles that got him into the speaker's role to begin with. So it's an all-around food fight that, you know how they say you don't do your laundry in public? Okay, the Republicans are doing their laundry all over television, not just public. I mean, God, in front of any microphone that'll have them. And it is embarrassing for the country if you're trying to make the case that you should you should, you know, replace the Democrats. Okay, When you get on the radio, you have a choice every day. It's no different than when you get on the TV. You're like, hey, am I one of the people that just wants folks to vote one way? Or am I like a port in a storm where I can just level with people? Okay, and the truth is my choice every day is to be a port in a storm. Sometimes it hurts me because I'm not out there, you know, I might piss off a listener. I have to criticize Trump once in a while if he does something wrong. doesn't mean I don't think he's better than Biden. But believe me, I'll get a message. I'm tired of the Trump bashing. I'm not bashing anybody. I'm just telling you the truth. Okay, the truth is right now the Republican Party sucks. And when you just sit here and go, well, I've got, just got to beat the Democrats. The Democrats are screwing everything up. Republicans took back the House last January. What have they done with that power that has led you to believe if we give them back full control of Washington, everything's going to be okay? Has anyone seen any of that competence, any of that concern demonstrated out of the Republican Party? No. Okay, they're not much better in this moment than the Democratic Party. Okay, I espouse conservative principles because I believe in them. But it doesn't mean I believe the entirety of the Republican Party is committed to delivering them, to embracing them. Most of Washington is Matt Gates in their own way. Okay, not necessarily trying to oust Speaker McCarthy, but they're working the influence circuit. Get me on TV. Make me more relevant. Bump up my fundraising. How can I climb up to a higher position in Washington? And because politics has become the new form of entertainment in this country, we now root for these storylines, so much so that we often, okay, support storylines at the expense of our own prosperity. 
okay, people who love the Democrats and just needed to see Trump beat screwed up the country. They did. Okay, we needed to get rid of Trump in 20. That's what we needed. We needed to get rid of the guy who had secured the border and delivered the lowest black unemployment rate in the history of the country. That guy had to go. That's what Democrats told us. Got to get rid of that guy. America's racist. We have to get rid of the guy who delivered the lowest black unemployment rate in history. Lower even than Barack Obama, who saw the black unemployment rate go up. I don't see you doing any better in the booty department. But anyway, we got to get rid of that guy. Guy securing the border. The guy that wants to fund the police, make the NATO allies pay their fair share so we stop getting ripped off overseas. The guy that wants to embrace our domestic energy production. We got to get rid of that guy. That was the sale. And because people hated Trump's character so much, they were so committed to that storyline that they elected a guy who had dementia when he was running. You know, the rapidly rising uh, um, uh, in with, uh, with uh, I don't know. Uh, so you understand, okay, now we're in a situation where inflation's through the roof, the border's wide open, we're plunging further into debt, we're funding, uh, we're protecting the border of, of Ukraine, but not the United States border. I mean, it's bananas what's going on. Fuel prices through the roof. Bananas. But we wound up in this position because people just needed to beat that Republican Party with Trump at the top of the ticket. Now, I know a lot of Republicans see the damage Biden has done and you say, yeah, we just need to beat Biden. Just need to beat that guy. We need to get them out of here with the top of the ticket. okay? and I agree with you that they've done a horrible job. You know, the sad reality is I don't see anybody waiting in the wings to do a better job when it comes to the current leadership in the Republican Party. You could tell me Trump. You could tell me the next president. That's fine. But if you think people are ultimately going to vote for them, a lot of what's going on in Washington right now is going to influence the decision-making process. So for my money, if you're in Congress, you should get off Bravo with your Real Housewives episodes where you're throwing glasses of wine and pulling each other's hair on cable news. And you should get back into the chamber and start turning the country around, okay? Because right now, everybody, everybody out there, Republican, Democrat, Libertarian, in between, they own this mess. And make no mistake about it, it's a mess. We have people in Washington that don't know what they're doing. The critics have spoken. You do that again and I'll break every bone in your body. You're listening to Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. There it is, Fox Across America with your radio buddy Jimmy Fallon. Going to be talking to Raymond Arroyo, Emily Campagno, and of course your calls, text, tweets. On carrier pigeons, 888-788-9910. The House of Representatives, if you're just joining us, is going to vote on a motion to oust Speaker McCarthy. Uh, Keem Jeffries mentioning a short while ago that the Democrats will go forward with this. Now, the Republicans have the majority in the House right now. But I don't doubt, I mean, I'm just spitballing here. But it would make sense for the Democrats to vote against getting McCarthy out of there, because then if the Republicans have enough votes to do it, uh, you know, obviously most of the Republican Party is going to vote to keep him. But Gates is claiming there's 82 guys on his side that would oust McCarthy if they get that combined with Democrats. okay, then they would have the numbers to oust McCarthy. Now, why would the Democrats do this, you ask? Because they just want to embarrass the Republican Party. We get a speaker thrown out. This is something that hasn't been attempted in over a century. The Republicans at the moment look incompetent. And in the Democratic Party, it's all about winning the day's news cycle. This is where we are now as a country, just so you guys understand. 
Okay, the reason I'm kind of intellectually qualified to host a nationally syndicated talk show host is because the country has gotten so stupid and petty that most of what I cover on a day to day basis is real housewives drama like this. Okay, that's why. Okay, so the Democrats and the Republicans aren't really that much better, are so desperate for control of the country that they behave like children, children who don't want to share their toy. You've all seen the kid who doesn't want to share his toy. So he tugs on the toy so hard to get it out of your head, out of your hands, that he eventually rips the toy in half. That's where we are, okay? Somebody wins an election, and the kids are all excited. Oh, we got control of the government. But then somebody comes along and wants to co-govern with them. They don't want to do that, so they tug back and forth on the toy. No, my toy. No, my toy. Yep, now it's ripped in half. Way to go, Washington. You guys suck. It is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Going to downshift to second gear right now because the whole country's on the verge of snapping. I'm as mad as hell and I'm not going to take this anymore. Well, someone who can take the edge off is a multimedia matinee idol, author of another fabulous new book called The Magnificent Mischief of Tad Lincoln. Uh, joining us now in studio to talk about that mischief as well as the mischief on Capitol Hill. Mm. Raymond Arroyo is in the house and the crowd goes wild. Jimmy Fallon, Come on, thank everybody. you for having me. And I got the network intro, the network stinger. Love it. Yeah, you got the whole shebang. We roll it out for you. You did it. Now, he has a present. You wrote in on an elephant. Oh, they don't, people true. don't know that. That's, that's how we true. always know he's coming down yeah, for the head. You can hear the tremble. Yeah, and you floor. hear the people are throwing the peanuts in the hallway. It's, yeah. it's, you know, it's exciting. It's very it's cinematic. Exciting. Very well, cinematic. I try to roll The Egyptian way. garb is a little much. I didn't <laughs> well, see you going yeah. full the, Cleopatra. The headdresses. Yeah, I it's know. A look. I, I left it outside the studio. Listen, it's a look. If you eat 23 and Mimi, as long as I know this isn't cultural appropriation. If you can throw me a millionth of a percent, it counts. All right, good. You're well within your rights. I've been to Cairo. Oh, is that true? Yes. You see, this that is the com- deal with that's how the, you know where you're at in, in your media career. Like Raymond's been to Cairo. Fox sends me to Epcot. Like I don't go to the actual countries. I go to like Epcot. Believe me, Epcot's a lot more pleasant than Cairo. <laughs> I can tell you. And you're not inhaling dust every time you get on a ride. Well, you if know? you put it that way. Yeah, All right, it's okay. True. I'm gonna see if I can unsend that email I just yeah, sent. D- definitely do. Don't, don't, don't send that one upstairs. Give me a quick note on the book because we've loved all the books we've talked about, including the one you corrected me on during the Fox News Christmas special. Oh. When, I rec- when I referred to the Magi as kings. Yes, that's right. No kings Raymond there. Raymond Arroyo threw a challenge flag. Hit me in the eye. Sorry. I was blinded for the well, remainder of the debate. This is a continuation of my Turnabout Tales series, okay. which is a family series. Picture books to the vulgar out there. Uh, this, is, this one focuses on the son of Abraham Lincoln, the youngest son. I'll, I stumbled on this by accident. Covering the White House for years, everybody knows, thank you, you are like the ultimate model. I should have you go follow me through the country on the book tour. I'm going to New Orleans and Nashville and uh, uh, Orlando and the villages this week. You should come with me just to hold the book. But uh, Tad Lincoln was the youngest son of Abraham Lincoln. He is the reason we have the White House turkey pardon every year. You know the president comes out and pardons the turkey? That is a living memorial to the love and affection between this father and son by the way, 
I think Tad also inspired Abraham Lincoln to make Thanksgiving a national holiday. Wow. It's a cool way to explore a, a first son who doesn't, who causes mayhem in the house, yeah. but not outside the house. <laughs> and, uh, and, and a great holiday tradition that I think has been forgotten. And I think kids, kids understand what Tad's going through. But the backstory of the Lincoln family story and how that shaped a nation is really incredible. Really fascinating. And and to be all of the money that Tad Lincoln got from Ukraine was above board, to be correct. <laughs> they was, never, the Justice Department no, did not drag no, Tad no, Lincoln That's, in. The, that's yeah. the one first kid that we know any story about his laptop is fake. He is the only <laughs> – this is the only first son that I can think of who left an enduring mark on the nation. Yes. None, well, ex- until yeah. Hunter. But well, that's a mark of a different type. Yeah, yeah that mark involves some hand sanitizer, <laughs> yeah. and we'll get there. Uh, let's take a trip to Capitol Hill really quick. So the yeah. House is set to vote on a motion to oust McCarthy. You explain this to me off the air. It's fascinating. So there's several ways to go about voting, and there's a reason they do it the way they do. Yes, they, have, they, they stack the votes. You have a motion to, to table, a motion to vacate. Those are just two preliminary votes to count the heads to see if you have enough votes to move your particular item. In this case, McCarthy may not have the votes to keep his speakership. That's what I wanted to ask you. Okay, so if Hakeem Jeffries has told the Democrats to play ball on this. Mm. Okay, I think on some level the Democrats want McCarthy to get ousted if for no other reason than the Republicans just look crazy and incompetent you for a few it. weeks. Jimmy, this, these are agents of chaos. Yes, that's whether what it is. Whether it's the guy pulling the fire alarm to scuttle the funding of the national government or the entire Democratic caucus in lockstep with Matt Gates, who's on a kamikaze mission to destroy his party, obviously. Yeah. Um, I don't understand what's happening here, except it's a moment of chaos. Yes. And if McCarthy made one misstep, mm-hmm. it was when he came in, he said, I'm going to treat Hakeem Jeffries, the Democratic leader, the way I wasn't treated by Nancy Pelosi. Mm-hmm. I'm going to consider him an equal. Yeah. Big mistake. Good. <laughs> yeah. Nancy Pelosi was a killer, and as, as one Italian an to another, yeah. she, was, she, she was willing to break out the brass knuckles and the, <laughs> and the Uzi if need be. And she held that caucus together, and she would kill you and defund your campaign yes. if you crossed her. It's uh, how you maintain power. It's how you move your, your agenda forward. Uh-huh. McCarthy is far too yielding, not only to his own caucus, but to Democrats. Today, he might face a heavy, or pay a heavy toll. Wow! Raymond Arroyo is in studio. That was my prediction. If Akeem Jeffries says Democrats need to go along with it, they realize it's because, you know, in truth, if the Democrats oppose this, he would survive. Because Gates doesn't right. have the votes. The Republicans have the majority. Gates has the votes, assuming he gets a Democratic co-signer on the loan. Correct. And the wow. problem is... Matt Gates is in it for himself. Uh-huh. He's decided to go on this vendetta uh-huh. against McCarthy yeah. to humiliate him. But in the doing, uh-huh. he's not only going to destroy the, the, the Republican caucus, uh-huh. he's also risking the House yeah. in the upcoming election. No question. Why he would do this now, I don't understand. He wants to be governor of Florida. He's not going to be able to be governor of Bolivia at this point <laughs> after this thing. Every Republican will and should abandon him. It's crazy. Uh, you know what I think has happened now? I think more than ever, as guys who work in TV, I think everybody we send to Washington now just wishes they worked in TV like us. 
and they just want to do hits. Half of them hits. do. Yeah. I mean, a lot of them do. A lot of them go on. But it's like they want to win the news cycle, and it means so much that that prisoner of the moment mentality, though, it's doing long-term damage. I mean, well, look, I saw Matt Gates the other day on CNN. Mm-hmm. He's clearly doing the rounds, trying oh, yeah, to raise yeah, yeah. his profile. And look, if the monsters ever come back, he's got a job. But um, I'm going to leave it there. Let you all figure out which monster he could replace. But um, not Grandpa, not Herman. But uh, it, it, I think it's a. It's a it's a personal, selfish agenda he's pursuing here, and I don't know why he would do it at a moment when the when the budget is being debated right now. You have you can get Joe Biden to defend and protect the border that he hasn't been doing for years. Why you would risk that on your personal vendetta and your personal political fortunes, I don't understand. But he should pay a price if this succeeds. Yeah, it's going to be fascinating to see how it plays out because I know even if McCarthy goes, it's not – this is not the Lion King. We're like <laughs> – like, waiting like, all, right, G- all right, Gates, I guess you're the guy now. That's right. not how this ends. Well, they've already admitted they have no successor here. Yeah. There's nobody waiting in the wings. So why are you doing this? This is typical Republicans, Jim. Yeah. They they go forward blindly. They turn over everything, and then they try to figure out how to clean it up. By that point, the Democrats already have a majority, and you don't have to figure anything out. Oh, it's so true. They don't get it. Like, the Democrats are so cutthroat. You know what I knew the bad sign for McCarthy was? You know, they had 7,322 confirmation votes, but the one thing all of them had in common is his stuff had already been moved into the office. He had moved his stuff into the office a week before the voting started. He did indeed. Which meant this was a guy who getting the position meant more for him than executing his role as House Speaker. Yeah. And that's why we are where we are. Oh, come on, Raymond. Yeah, no, no, no. You're on it. You're on it. And look, these guys are incredibly ambitious. Mm -hmm. I get that. Every politician is. But what you're seeing today is an act of such self-harm by a party that can't risk, that is such a slim majority right now, and they're about to lose even that. That's what's so crazy, Raymond. It's like, you look out at an America where 76% of the people think we're headed in the wrong direction. Traditionally, Mm. whoever's in charge (laughs) may never (laughs) hold office again, okay? They won't be working the office at a La Quinta. Like, no office. (laughs) There's nothing. They can't rent an officer and a gentleman. Nothing with the word office in it. They can't watch the office. They can't watch the office. can't go to an office max nothing off but in I'll, this instance they're none of them are really sweating it right now oh no no they think they're going to coast through this somehow i this is chaos what you're seeing is chaos being unleashed on the people's house you, they should be we yeah. should be ringing the phones at the capitol <laughs> right now to stop this in its tracks where is bowman when you need him pull, yeah, the fire pull, alarm. pull all the fire alarms you, this is a four alarm fire you're watching it is bad well i will say this before i let you go uh everyone can use a distraction from the food fight in washington uh, allow me to recommend ladies and gentlemen the magnificent mischief of tad lincoln and uh, did I hear correctly you're doing a book signing in the Villages this week? I am. Oh, Raymond. RaymondArroyo.com. All the dates are there. New Orleans, Orlando, the Villages, Nashville, it's gonna, and Jacksonville. It's going to be a hootenanny. Everybody's got to come out. No, it's a thing. Uh, I, I would be there. Like, I like the Villages specifically. They are Fox super fans. Oh, boy. Every event in the lines. Villages, it's a, it's a petting zoo. Okay? <laughs> You're not just going to show up. They'll, they, you can sell them uh, grain, and they'll feed you for 75 cents. They're handsy. I like the contact. Like, I, I work a good rope line. Oh, yeah. No, I'm no, also no. the kind of guy that goes through the TSA for the pat down two times before <laughs> I'd born. The, you know, it's, it's a lonely life out well, there. Well, you'll find it at the Villages. Oh, will you ever? Oh, yeah, it's very, I 
I've been there a few times, and I'm going back for more. He goes yeah. back when he doesn't have a book out. He lies. Uh, that's right. He's like, oh, the new book. I like, signed the old called? ones. He shows up with the phone book. What a creep. I love you for it, though. The great Raymond Arroyo. We're back after this. He's the host you shouldn't get too close to. There's a lot of things about me you don't know anything about, Daddy. Things you wouldn't understand. Things you couldn't understand. Things you shouldn't understand. Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. There it is, Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. We're keeping track of this house motion that house Kevin McCarthy. We're also keeping track of the human happy hour. Who's back in studio, Emily Campagna. The crowd goes nuts. Listen, I mean, they're out of control here. This is wild. <laughs> Good to see you, homie. Good to be seen. You know, it's, it's, I want to call out an immediate double standard. Emily Campagna walks around Fox News in a pink jacket. Nobody says a word. Eh, it's good Emily's here. You're the best. I wore a pink jacket on TV one day. I almost got shot. Like, I don't mean they thought about it. I mean the bullet missed me. It was, it was close. The irony is, as you say, no one says anything, says the one person with the loudest mouth and the biggest reach, which is you right now, calling me out for the pink jacket. So now you're going to get the calls. Well, <laughs> no, you're not. I have to say this. So this is like my house coat. Whenever I get cold, I keep it on the back of my chair. Whenever I get cold, I put it on. I love that. The building was freezing today for some reason. I think because we have weirdly preternatural. Like we're experiencing summer right now. Yeah. We're flooding. Uh-huh. It's Noah's Ark this weekend, last weekend, and now we're yeah. I don't know what's it's happening. Like Ninety degrees out. And summer of love outside 20. of New York yeah. City. You know they warmed it up. Uh, but Emily Campagno is here, and uh, we're happy to have her back. A lot's mm-hmm. gone on since we last spoke. The Fox True Crime podcast blowing up. Uh, we had a good story last night with a girl that went missing, and they wound up getting her back. Uh, I, I'll let the channel handle that because I don't have all the particulars, but I was happy to see she came back. Um, when it comes to you and your legal acumen, this is the one thing I wanted to ask you really quick. I, I, I'm going to make you earn your salary for 30 seconds. Ugh. Hunt Rodden had reached a plea deal on a gun charge and a federal tax evasion charge. He's now turned around and pled guilty, obviously, because the plea deal evaporated. No, he pled not guilty. Not, that's what I meant, not guilty. And thank you for clarifying. That's why we have you on. Um, so what does that mean now? We just go to a trial? Allegedly, yes. Or they can try to avoid that by reaching a different plea deal? Correct. Both can be true. Okay. So in in the justice system and where we are right now with his proceedings, the trial is sort of the North Star and the track Uh is is going toward there. But at any point, you can deviate by reaching another plea deal, Uh um, et cetera. So the the irony sort of is that, so as you articulated, he just pled not guilty when just a couple weeks ago he was more than willing to plead guilty guilty as long as he enjoyed the sort of, quote, consequences that were really anything but. And as we've covered extensively on this channel and I'm sure you did here as well in part because this this plea deal was crammed into a diversion agreement which meant that the judge wasn't the one who approved it was a probation officer it was certainly not commensurate with the gravity of the charges and I've definitely been on the channel naming specific defendants who for the crime of lying on a gun application because of drugs or other similar um, deficiencies on it were prosecuted to the full extent of the law and actually served time. So there's no shortage of precedence with actual, at a minimum, just consequences, accountability, and also up to uh, federal jail time. However, here, it remains to be seen what that might look like for him. Wow. Emily Campagno is in studio, uh, giving us, you know, some balls and strikes on this Hunter Biden thing. See, there was a time in this country um, where if somebody that was like either related to someone in the White House or had served in the White House, say in Trump's case, 
wound up in a courtroom, like you actually we would devote so much energy to the particulars of that day in court. But now we have so many people in court. It's like I'm just waiting for the box set to come out. Hundred percent. It's a bingo. It's like you're. I'm like. I feel like. Uh, you know. It's sort of like when you go to the betting track and there's yeah. like all the different screes on or yeah, whatever. Yeah. You know. They're and showing I'm like, Santa Clara. Hundred percent. We're in a sports book right now. We literally are. And the irony too is each defendant has multiple. So yeah. it's like. Hunter, which one? Who Tax you, who or you, guns? Who do you got in the Trump, seventh race? State or, yeah, exactly. Instead of the race, it's the case. Literally. Who do you yeah. have in the second case, Lower Manhattan? Which jurisdiction? What are the charges? No. I mean, I can't. I, we can't keep up, and that's what's so sad is that, unfortunately, too, the gravity of the charges for Hunter, I think, is lost in the circus um, and the, the waste of taxpayer dollars being spent to prosecute President Trump. So yeah. while we lump them in together in, in conversation, they are nothing like each other in terms of the actual concept and the actual pursuit of justice, which I personally don't see anywhere in the near future, anywhere in this country. I'm sad to report. It's yeah, it's just going to be there now. We have like a reality show. Like they should make it fun. We should have like the masked prosecutor. <laughs> we should just bring it into, I don't know, some, something to make it interesting because it's sad. It's sad to watch this. One of the things people always ask me about is a comic. They're like, oh, it must be great to be a comic. There's so much going on. It's actually not great because there's no shelf life. You know what I mean? Whatever we're talking about, like say Jamal Bowman pulled a fire alarm over the weekend in, in Capitol. Yeah. Absurd. Okay. But we won't be talking about it in a month. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So it's just, you just keep moving on. And that's where we are with court cases now. It's bizarre. That's why I do think they need diversions, Emily. We come on, we talk about your podcast. What is on your podcast this week? Well, last weekend I was at CrimeCon in Orlando, Whoa. which was amazing. And thank you for sharing that with listeners before we went. So I did a live recording on stage with Dr. Michael Bodden. And he Whoa. is such an incredible wealth of experience and knowledge for a lot of high-profile autopsies and findings that have changed the game with true crime. So mm-hmm. this week's episode is that live interview with the great doctor himself. Whoa. And I have to say, sort of funny side note, Jimmy, mm-hmm. but tomorrow me and Kaylee are doing um, Kill Mead's uh-huh. show where we, we pre-tape like the, where how yeah. well do you know your co-host? Yeah, yeah. So I just got the questions today, and one of them I can say now because, mm-hmm. well, yeah, whatever. But um, it's, who was your first friend at Fox? Oh, get out of here. And it was you, of Get course. out of here. I know. So I was like, Jimmy Fallon. So, so on buddy. Kill Mead's show, and then we'll see if Kaylee knows that. I don't know if she knows that because I don't know if I've shared that with her. Like we had a gone back that we had far. a really funny hang though when she was like brand new here with Kaylee. Do you remember when she was like first got here? Yes. We had a yes. really funny hang around the block, and no, I'll never forget awesome. it. We were just chatting. We actually behaved like adults, which I was disappointed by. You guys were because we were all feeling each other out. <laughs> we did. If we did that now, I don't know that we'd be safe. But we actually had a professional. It's a joke in my act. I talk about how like I'm so stunned that people invite you out for one drink and have one. Me? Like you know, no meaning in general because everyone who would ever invited me out for one. Drink usually meant like bring a toga, but I'd never hung out with like responsible adults before. Uh, but I'll never forget that because I hung out with you guys, and then when I left, I ran into Joy Reid, who was just like barking. That's yes, great. I ran into oh Joy Reid from MSNBC, she was just like barking at people, throwing orders around the restaurant. You know, it was epic. It was a New York City moment for sure to have yeah. all of us characters in one room. Yeah, it was a good hang, but um, we'll see how great. Kaylee does on that quiz. She'll be great. We love each other. We know no, each other. No, Kaylee's really the well, best. So She's fun. the best. And I'm very pro Kilmead. Kilmead has, there's a lot of people here after my stand up special shoots next Friday. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a lot of people here I probably owe like a producer's credit to because they've let me promote it so much. That's okay. So I, I do Kilmead show a lot. Hannity lets me do stand up for his audience after the live show tapes. So I sit there and rough up that crowd. But it's amazing. 
Like, we live in a biodome where I don't even have to leave and go to a comedy club and, you know, berate a bachelorette party to shut up while I run my act. I could do it right here at Fox. It's great. I've always said that working here is like living on a cruise ship for yes. that reason. Yeah. It's like there's a show at 6. It's uh, the Gutfeld yeah, taping. Yeah. There's the show at 9. No, it's Kennedy. totally there's true. A show at, I mean, it's literally like at every floor I, there's somebody she's pre-taping not or doing live. It's great. We're actually going to commercial so I can run down the hall and better roulette number. But uh, <laughs> we'll be back after this with the panel. Check out the Fox True Crime Podcast with Emily Campagno. Live from everywhere USA, it's Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Oh, yes, it sure is. Back in action. Big Tuesday episode of Fox Across America with your radio buddy, Jimmy Fallon. It is, of course, the hour where I bring in the panel, my pals. These are, you know, esteemed colleagues of mine. Uh, And we have added a new comedian this Tuesday. You guys know Aaron Berg. You love him. Everybody stay seated. Brett Azar in the house as well. And uh, a fantastic comedian joining the cast, uh, Jocelyn Chia. Uh, you've seen her on OnlyFans. Uh, <laughs> With lot, these two guys. Yeah, a lot of films, Boys on My Hood, yeah. uh, <laughs> Schindler's Fist, uh, a lot of good ones. Uh, but it's a big hour of Fox Across America, and it takes place against the backdrop of some major drama in Washington, D.C. If you want to call in and weigh in, 888-788-9910. What I am talking about is the House of Representatives voting on a motion to oust Kevin McCarthy. Now, panel, Mm. let's start with a hello to you guys. Hello. Hello. Hello, Jimmy. Hello. Hello. Uh, Great to see you. I'm going to kind of walk you through what's going on here. Okay. But essentially, Congress, you know, they put it on C-SPAN. Yeah. Today's one of those days where it should be on Bravo. You know, it it involves, yeah, a lot of drama, a lot of they're throwing wine at each other. There's been some hair pulling. Okay, wow. that's what's going. It's kind of hot, actually. Gates this is has got my big hair. house. This is my America. This, this is how it should be. This, you want it. You want a rowdy love, scrum. Love drama. Well, everyone yeah. who says this, Josh, and here really quickly, because they always say, like, we're so politically divided, but we're not. You look at the 1700s when they had a disagreement, they shot each other. <laughs> they would have a duel when they would, like, walk out back three paces and shoot each other. Get the glove. But Jocelyn, from afar, I'm going to deal you in and you can kind of brief them. Okay. Um, basically, Kevin McCarthy's a Speaker of the House. Matt Gates hates him. Right. So he has uh, just put a motion in play for them to take a vote on throwing Kevin McCarthy out of his job as Speaker of the House. Right. He's, take, he's making a move on the guy in charge. Now, what the Democrats are doing is going along with it. They're allowing this to hit the floor and become a vote. The reason why is because if the Republicans throw the speaker out, it looks chaotic and bad for the Republicans. Right. Sure. So this is a good power move by the Democrats just the same because they want to make them look bad. Do you follow that? Does everyone follow I this? I do. So May I ask yeah. layman-type questions? Yeah, well, I went to community college, so they're <laughs> the only ones I'm going to be able to answer. Go ahead. Who's next in line for the position? They don't know yet. <laughs> this isn't one of those where, like, Gates is – like, they're going to hate Gates for doing this because right. he screws up the party and makes them look inept. Yeah. Okay, but the, that's why the Democrats are kind of going along with it. But based on what we were just told by our own in-house constitutional scholar, mm-hmm. okay, when they vote on stuff like this, okay, they have various ways to vote. Like we could put it to a vote. We can put it to a motion. There's a lot of terminology I don't want to besiege they you want, with. They want to vet that they actually they have, have the votes. votes they want to see if they, they have the vote. votes. That's what they do. I got you. And then the House whip Steve Scalise finds out how many votes he needs and then goes to guys and is like, hey, just do what we want. We'll give you $100 million for a water park in your district. Yeah. This is that House of Cards stuff. But making all of this that much more fun is McCarthy, who is the speaker, is the guy who has to preside over this. <laughs> so he's hitting okay. the gavel. He's like, himself. all in favor of sending me off to Dancing with the Stars. Wow. Yes. So it's Humility. big 
drama. Mm. And Gates is humiliating him right now on the Hill. Jeez. So that's where we find ourselves. And it already it already took him like a trillion tries just to get voted to that position in the first Yeah, part. there were a thousand tries. So I wanted to throw this by you, Jocelyn. She is the expert. Okay, so this guy McCarthy. Yeah, clearly. This guy McCarthy, who has the gig. Um, when they voted him into the position, the confirmation hearings took like a week and they like 77 votes because they didn't approve him because certain members of the party didn't want him. Mm. But he had already moved his stuff into the office <laughs> like on that alone. Shouldn't you almost want to disqualify him because it's bad judgment? Right. I, well, how presumptuous is he? It'll be like it'll be like me on the third date with a guy and I move in with him already. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just laughing. Lucky you guy. thinking you'd get a? Th- yeah, I'm just. Th- I'm laughing thinking you'd get a third date. Yeah. I'm like, date one. You had me a date one. I'm kidding. We love. Well, after you, he saw me only fans, he's like, all right, I gotta get this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Once they make the donations, these guys are pretty committed at this already point. In for ten bucks, bucks a month. A month. Yeah. Oh, ten. Mm. Oh, you, you overstate my price. Oh yeah, that's, you get the bonus footage. He Berg likes to build the guests up their first time on the. <laughs> show First, like the next time around next time around yeah. it'll be what one you'll penny be, a month huh? you'll be dancing yeah for nickels with any <laughs> right. with any luck I'll, so I'll, I'll they have a backstory jimmy <laughs> yes they do Gates not and McCarthy get hate each other. Hate, well, this is right. what I wanted to play you now to get you guys up to speed. Ooh. So if you're just joining us, the House is set to vote on a motion to oust McCarthy. Uh, we at Fox decided the best thing we could do is get four people with no background in any of this. We're all experts. <laughs> this hasn't happened in 100 years on Capitol Hill. So we're like, what if we got three comics <laughs> and a guy who barely showed up to class at community college? But yeah. you want to know something? We'll give you better analysis than anybody who knows this stuff. Yeah, because on a wonky level. We're feeling our way through it. Yeah, thank you. There you go. What is the Frank Drebin line in The Naked Gun? Like a blind man at an orgy. Yeah. I knew I'd have to feel things out. You know? So they, that's where we find that's ourselves. real America. Let me give you some of this. Okay. Here is McCarthy, okay, who actually predicted he would survive this, which is an interesting uh, claim right now, now that he's hanging in the balance. But McCarthy, who predicted he would survive this, says it was going down since day one. Clip 16, please. Matt's probably planned this from the day I ran for speaker, if you watched. He never voted for it. And, and the difficulty is Matt was the individual who voted against our most conservative bill that would have secured the border. Mm-hmm. You know, I want to secure the border. He wants to secure interviews. That's okay. Let oh. him do that. But the only <laughs> way he can be successful is if Democrats go along with him. Mm. But now here's a newsflash. The Democrats are going along with them. Yeah. They're right. putting this into a floor vote because they want to make the Republicans look bad. Now, can I give you the other side of this? Yeah. Okay. Uh, that's a Republican side. Biden has weighed in on behalf of the Democrats. Hear this soundbite out to the end and tell me if you oh, notice geez. anything. Wait, is it just any, a man falling there's, down no, the no, it's not. No, I wasn't going to do that to you. I wasn't going to do that to It'll you. It'll be news <laughs> if he doesn't fall down the I wasn't stairs. Gonna, I wasn't going to do like a radio trick where the Pope <laughs> is speaking and I beep him out. Yeah. And people are like, wow, that was some sermon. No. Here it is. This is Biden. Uh, as far as I'm concerned, everything here sounds fine. Clip 20. Okay. I hope this experience for the speaker has been one of a personal revelation. I'm not being facetious. <laughs> I, uh, um, anyway. Yeah. That's the President of the United States, ladies was, was, and gentlemen. Was he in bed saying that? Or did he just wake up from no, his No, he nappy? just glitched out again. Wow. That's what I mean. I, I, Biden and, McCar- and, and, and McConnell are engaged in a permanent game of freeze tag. Where once in a while they just don't speak. <laughs> it's it's bananas. I'm going to say this. The first eight words sounded really good. Yes. <laughs> he had it down. 
But this His is why everything you... was very controlled. Uh huh. He sounded like that character. You literally on get a president, yes, who quits talking in the middle of a sentence. Yeah. He put in the punt team on second down. Well, anyway, you, this... you know how it goes. The rest of it. Do you know? Do you remember, yeah. this? Jocelyn? Do you tell me if you remember this clip? We hold these truths to be self-evident. All men and women created by go. You know the. You know the thing. Okay, <laughs> that was. Before we elected him. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like, we all have some ownership in this. I mean, I didn't vote for it, but I'm just saying in general, like, where are we as a country that we hate each other so much? You know what I'm saying? That you would elect that. Like, you'd elect this. This is what it was. You know, the rapidly rising uh, um, uh, in with, uh, with uh, I don't know. Uh, that's the president. So yeah. you, do you understand? The reason the Democrats are going along with this yeah. is they need as much chaos right. to distract it. Yeah, absolutely. If you're trying to win, the, if this is what you're going to run. Let me explain something to you mm-hmm. ab- about what the American people need. It's mm-hmm. not intelligence. Yeah. It's not brevity. It's not wisdom. Mm-hmm. It's a false idol to spout lyrical words. Okay. He's great. <laughs> well, I thought you were making a case for Kanye again. Yeah. I'm like, I can't. I, I, so, as a Jewish comedian, I'm surprised you're going back to the Kanye well, but here we are. And where's Trump today? Where's Trump today? In court. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> well, this is definitely what's going on. We're just talking about the strategy of this now, okay? Yeah. Yes, Trump is going to be indicted for everything. Yeah. Like yeah. I've said this, by the time this is over, he will get indicted for child neglect for not helping Kevin McAllister in Home Alone 2. That's you know? true. He left She's, him right in the airport. He right pizza. by him. Anyone could have grabbed right him. By him. And I'm not Get defending Trump pizza. per se because right. if he did things wrong, he did things wrong. you pro- you got to prosecute him. But it's going on in an unprecedented manner because there is a larger strategy in play here. You know how in the last election they had COVID, and COVID meant Biden didn't have to campaign so much because right. it was COVID. You can't have rallies. So they just put his surrogates on TV to make the case for him. This time they have the court variant. Trump's going to be in, in, in on trial right. if he is the nominee the whole time. Right. And so it, Biden won't have to campaign as much. Jocelyn Chia, as a comedian, mm. do you want more Biden uh, or do you think it's almost like the, we have too much, like the Trump and Biden thing, because there's too much material. None of it lasts. Yes, I think it's too um, too heck to do a yeah. Biden joke, just like back then when Trump was president. Yeah, getting there's so too heck. much of it out there. Yeah, but what me and my comedian friends notice is that in the first few months, people were laughing at Trump jokes, and then after a while, like people stopped laughing. They're just too well, saturated with. Well, it. yeah, if you're in a like New York in a liberal market, like Trump jokes had a way of making you think you were better at comedy than you were, <laughs> right? Yeah, because yeah. they just agreed and they wanted to hear it. Conan Conan O'Brien actually said that he's like Trump kind of ruined comedy. Because a lot of people just went down that Trump road and weren't actually being funny about mm. it. It was very popular in New York, but then I saw a few run-ins where people, not from New York, from America, mm-hmm. would come to New York. Uh-huh. And they would watch comics do these pandering Trump jokes and yell out, you watch how you talk about my president. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. They had no idea <laughs> how to deal with it. Yeah. That's and, my favorite thing in the world when a New York comic goes on the road. Oh, it's mm. the worst. Yeah, and they don't bother to check the parking lot for a Trump yeah. flag on yeah. every Trump, yeah. <laughs> every moped, every it's motorcycle. So every big wheel. There was a comedian. Did you hear about the comedian that was at the Borgata mm-hmm. Comedy Club and he got kicked out of the? He was there for like one day. Uh-huh. And he did that was Trump- me. It was Aaron. <laughs> it was Aaron. <laughs> the anti-Trump joke, yeah. and he was just kicked out for the rest. 
of the week. Wow, that I, was that true? Yeah, because he pissed off the crowd. But this is the thing: the you can you can afford to piss off the crowd. It's how you handle yourself in the aftermath. So that guy might have went down a bad road. You think? I think they called security in because he was literally fearful for his life. Mm-hmm. He, was, wow. he was that scared. And so wow, it was not a good joke. But, I remember who it was, but oh, I won't but say the name. Okay, yeah, but he was yeah. trying to be provocative. Because normally, what happens in Atlantic City is you're. You know, you feel safe inside the casino. It's the minute you walk outside. Oh, yeah. It's a great like, I mean, you can rent a cop's gun in Atlantic City for like a half hour. No questions asked. Property is going at like Detroit 1998 prices. <laughs> Actually, you know, I was going to play at the showboat. Instead, I bought it yeah. on the way down. There I now go. own it. Dirt I kid. Cheap. Jocelyn Chia is in studio. Brett Azar is in studio. Aaron Berg's in studio. We're following this like adults. Uh, Steve is in Dallas, Texas, following... The saga of McCarthy and Gates, Steve-O. Yes, sir, Jimmy. Let me tell you, you're coloring outside the lines. There's no inside baseball here. <laughs> Love it. McCarthy, McCarthy agreed to certain steps to get their votes, and two of them were rein-in spending and single-item bills. He hasn't done either one. Nope. So as much as you may find um, Gates a clown, Ethically and procedurally, all it takes is one voter to try to vacate the seat, and he's based, basing it on the fact McCarthy didn't do what he said. Listen, so, I, I like that aspect of this. Like, I think it's going to make the Republicans look inept, but I do agree that McCarthy has, you know, in this office behaved a lot like a uniparty shill. So the fact that Gates is doing this, I guess, good because, you know, McCarthy might be addition by subtraction. But don't think it's not going to hurt the Republican Party just because it looks like the real housewives. You see what I'm saying? Well, I mean, seriously, though, Jimmy, he wasn't he was about as effective when he was the minority speaker. Now oh, he's yeah. the majority and he's still part of the uniparty. He's the Paul Ryan school of running the house, you know, get along and play along. Really quick. And Answer me this question. It just, seems like there's only 434. Yeah, it's tough. Really quick, I just want a prediction before I lose you, though. Uh, give me a prediction. Does he survive this and keep stay, or does he get thrown out? What do you think is going to happen? He'll survive this, but I think the ball's rolling. I think the cooked. The wheels of the revolution have started to spin. <laughs> well, Steve, uh, I know you're out in Dallas, Texas. If you happen to pass Bucky's and Terrell, make sure you say hello for me. And thank you for the wisdom. Fine analysis, as always. Uh, Love it. If you've never been to a Bucky's, Jocelyn, it's the only place where you could buy lawn furniture, a grenade launcher, and chocolate-covered beef jerky in the same aisle. (laughs) It's like Pennsylvania? No, it's in in Texas. Oh, yeah, it's like a Wawa to the nth degree. You have times a thousand. Yeah. Okay, it is. Bucky's is a mega metropolis of a store. And yeah, you would love it. They but they literally they sell everything. Everything. You, yeah, you a chocolate covered anything. I have a floor mat, a doormat for my house, a chocolate covered deep fried floor mat from Bucky's. You could just get it. They'll do anything. You know what's really unfortunate about the McCarthy thing? He actually prevented America from going into a government shutdown, right? Like yeah. that was the reason why he's not going through all this because he saved the yeah. government from a shutdown. He, he tried and to penalize. Yeah, he well, this is what it is. He averted a shutdown on terms like guys like Gates and the party didn't support. Right. So now it's a food. They they feel like they made too many concessions. Yeah. You dig? And this is what's happening. Like for real, without getting into the the, the weeds on it, we're just 
everybody wants to control the government really bad. And it's like when a kid doesn't want to share a toy. They tear on it so hard that they eventually rip the toy yeah. in half. Mm-hmm. That's just where the country Great is. Great right, yeah. You could get into any policy you want. That's like that's where we are. Why know? is it that whenever communism starts to rise in America, there's always someone named McCarthy? Well, he's fancying himself as a Republican right now for this go-round. Those were good hearings. (laughs) I mean, the fact that he, when you said he already moved his stuff in, yeah. That's, that was his goal. He didn't care about what concessions he had to make after that when his stuff was already in there. Well, that's so what's funny because he said that. That's ridiculous. He, he said that to Gates. He's like, you know, Gates just wants TV hits. I'm like, as you post pictures of your office on Instagram. Before you even <laughs> before you <laughs> This is why we can't have nice things. More with the panel after this. A show that's taking orders from the big man upstairs. We're on a mission from God. This is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. There it is. Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Aaron Berg is in studio for the full hour. Brad Azar in the house as well. Fresh off his debut on Fox News Saturday night. Yeah, and uh, also on the program, a woman who has been on that show. It has never been the same. Jocelyn Chia is That's here. right. Oh I'm forever changed. It's been better every week. I'm kidding. <laughs> so we got to give you some tough love, Chia. You're riding high. You're a comedy superstar. You're all over the channel. You did Gutfeld recently too, I right? I did. Yes, that was a great time. Oh, it was fun. I was on last night with Greg Hotep Jesus. Fantastic. Cat was in the house. And Tulsi Gabbard was in the house. Oh, wow. It's always fun when you're doing comedy around people who probably have a future in politics. Because yeah. they really have to measure how they react to certain subjects. You know, Mm -hmm. because it's like, you know, it got a little risque in the last block of the show. Yeah. So the claim is really quickly, and we're monitoring the Kevin McCarthy situation, so much so that we're about to bring up a British podcaster who claims the game Rock, Paper, Scissors originated in brothels. Absolutely in Japan true. in the 1700s. Really? I yeah, remember playing it. <laughs> there I was. Great game. Samurai. I played it with you. But the claim is, according, this is the thing about the age we live in. This is where the internet fails us. Anyone can have a podcast, fancy themselves a historian, and tell that story. Yeah. And we're all like reporting on it as like, oh, yeah, I didn't know yeah. that. Yeah, we should, uh, we should get into that. You, you know? can make up whatever you want now. I think in this day and age. I think when they said like the information superhighway, I think as a consequence, we've never had more information, but I don't think we've ever been dumber. Mm. Do you feel that way sometimes? Yeah. Do you feel like the smartphone has made you dumber in a way? Yeah, well, I always think, I always realize how much I don't know when I see how much is out there. Like, the more I, I see, the more I'm like, fuck, I don't, I know it's, nothing. It's humbling. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. Humbling, don't worry, yeah. we got you. But what happens is, and it's really funny to watch, is uh, I feel like the phone, it's really weird, okay? But because it spells for you, because it thinks for you, because it tells you where to go. Yeah. Mm. I don't think like we can reverse course. I think we're only going to get dumber. You right, because AI is going to take over our thinking. Here's too. what happened the other night: uh, someone sings part of the "Oh What a Night" song, uh-huh. and then we go, "Who sung that?" Uh-huh. And someone said, "Who sung it?" And I go, "Boy, I don't know." And I went right to the phone instead of ruined, thinking, ruined the fun. We were going to argue about <laughs> it for half an hour, and it was Frankie Valli and the Four Seasons. And, and I ruined it immediately. Why did so, you do that? That's because it's habit now. That's the uh, that's the thing though. It like AI is helping you avoid arguments, yeah. so we're not going to kill each other, so it can kill us. Is how this is going to. It's just keeping us alive, fattening us up for the intellectual. He kill. was in one of the Terminator yeah, movies. You should have seen this coming. Coming this on Saturday night. Come you on. let us down, Arnold. We're back with the panel Sky after now. this. Skynet's taking over.
It is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Aaron Berg in the house. Brett Azar is here. Jocelyn Chia as well. Just kind of hanging out. It's a little radio clubhouse. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like someone's dad climbed a tree, built a plank of wood. <laughs> did anybody have a clubhouse as a kid? Did you have a friend with a clubhouse? <laughs> Usually the kid got one. There's two scenarios under which a kid got a clubhouse. Some was the good dad, which is the Cub Scout dad who was teaching the kid how to light fires and tie his shoes and yeah. be actually a self-sufficient guy. Then there was the kid who got the clubhouse at like the age of like 15 or 16, where the dad was buying nice stuff for the kids because he probably did them wrong. Oh. Like you don't know that as a kid. You know what I'm saying? It's like, yeah. when, like But this is the thing you observe, and I know this from driving a cab. It's like couples. Couples renew their wedding vows when? At like 25 years and at 50 years. Terminal. I've been doing it monthly. Stop it. Well, I was just going to say, the people who renew it at an odd year, like their ninth wedding anniversary, yeah. it means somewhere Something. there is a pregnant stripper <laughs> out, out on the road. There's a very big apology. There's a that. Spring Hill Suites by Marriott where some bad things happened. Yeah. And, uh, you know, we'll renew the vows, honey. Uh, but I love her. you so much. I should have never done that. Happy six and a half. <laughs> <laughs> so we're following this saga of Kevin McCarthy and Matt Gates. Uh, Mikey has just informed us from the control booth that they are voting on a motion to table the motion. Doesn't this sound complicated? <laughs> no, Basically simple. what it means is they're voting on whether or not they should just forget this whole idea of voting to throw him out. Oh. Now, if he gets the votes to table it, that means there's no vote on should he stay or not. But if he doesn't get the votes to table it, it means they're going to have a vote to throw him out. Do you follow this? This I is do. why people hate I, politics I, and the government. Mm, mm. Like, Congress, you're at a 19% approval rating. We're having a vote on whether we should have a vote. And like, then, do you see how then, unproductive government is? It's more entertaining than other yeah. reality so, TV so shows. So after they have the vote to say that they should have the vote, don't they have a vote to see if they have the votes to make the vote? Yes, <laughs> they do. So there's, okay. This is where, okay, I'm going to give you this. This is, this is Ronald Reagan, okay? Love Reagan, hate Reagan, does not my job, okay? But this is a Ronald Reagan quote from 1980 that is so spot on. This, listen to it. Government is not the solution to our problem. Government is the problem. The reason he says that is just because, yeah, there are things that government could conceivably do to help you, okay? Protect you from foreign enemies and stuff like that. But once the government actually gets into the motion of doing things, this is how it gets done. Ridiculous. Okay? They have a vote. At the end of the vote, they all run out and call the lobbyists, like, was that okay? Then <laughs> <laughs> they go back Do I still get my again. money? Do I still get my money? <laughs> wow. <laughs> you know, it's all a shakedown. It's all a racket and right. nothing getting done now hold on a second because wally is in florida that is matt gates territory now wally's either about to just read us our truth or maybe he's not team gates i don't know where this is gonna go this is live radio buckle up wally i got back up here go easy on me girlfriend jimmy 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 i gotta i've gotta ask you to do a poll fox cross america poll on matt gates does he remind you of the omega fraternity building Greg Marmalard or Doug Niedemeyer the most? I'm right with him. I agree, 100%. You're going Animal House on I, me. He's, he's totally... I'm going total Animal House, and i got to say that Byron Donalds needs to go Dexter Lake Club and tell Matt Gates it's time to be leaving. Did you just tell Byron Donalds he's Otis Day in the Nights? <laughs> he's on the show tomorrow. You know I, I always have a weird intro? Yeah. Wait till Otis sees us! Uh, Wally, do you want to know <laughs> something really quick? When yeah. I was in when I was in Bend, Oregon, I actually went to the Dexter Lake Club. I drove to it no. on the way to the theater in Bend, to the Tower Theater, and it was closed. Oh. I was oh. like, I, I was basically the Delta fraternity. They just didn't let me in. They probably didn't let me in, and then Otis was still playing. So really quick, 
Go, you're not yeah, a Gates guy. No, I am not a Gates guy. I'm sorry. I have the same type of face that makes people want to punch it. Ooh. And Gates, Gates has that face. We both do, I, man. I look well, in the mirror whenever I look at Gates. Well, you're in luck because Jocelyn beats people up on Craigslist for money, no? Oh, yeah, but a lot of money. I got $1,000 Byron Donalds. <laughs> I love this. Well, Byron is on tomorrow, so everything you've said has been entered into the record, and I will run it by him. Uh, I owe you that, Bwali. You're a faithful caller, a loyal supporter of the show, and we're going to take your poll on Matt Gates. but first we need to take a poll on whether or not we should take a poll. <laughs> Good call, Wally. We'll do it again. Wally. Wally. Throw your hands up and shout, Wally. Yeah. Do you know you make me wanna shout? Do you I know McCarthy it. looks like Michael Rappaport with no sore on his lip when he's old? <laughs> I am looking. I'm looking at McCarthy. Yeah. I'm looking at Gates. Rappaport in 20 so, years yelling so about Trump. Both very punchable faces, by the way. Yeah. Well, the thing about Gates is, too, Gates gets a lot of hair and makeup before he He gets more hair and makeup than anybody I know who works in TV. He's got really? eyeliner on. Good for him. So he's powdered up. Because, again, most of the people in Washington now are either there to live large off lobbyist money or become influencers. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's why the country screwed up. That's why, like, social media set us back. Mm. This is why I think it killed celebrity, too. Hear me out on this really quick. Okay. Celebrity used to be like this mysterious thing where you didn't have access to it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Now they're cooking. Like, here's me. I'm making mac and cheese in my kitchen. Yeah. You know? <laughs> Don't you feel like we have too much access to sure. celebrities? We never yeah. knew all these hot chicks Rock Hudson was hooking up with. Yeah. we. <laughs> Good for you. It was a mystery. Jocelyn, do we know too much about celebrities now? Uh... No. <laughs> you don't think so? You want more celebrity. I want, I want you more. Want yeah, I want to know what's really going on with Taylor Swift. You want to know where Swift Taylor Swift and, and Travis yes! Kelsey went after the game. Yes, you exactly. Know. I want to know how far they went. Does she dominate him? Does yeah, what, what kind of things they get up to? This, this got freaky. This got freaky. How long well, you were talking about me getting paid for Peloton. punching people in the face. Well, it's because so. you're a comic. You can roll with it. I, it's, it's probably true. I mean, listen. No, it is true. I do get men asking me to dominate them all the time. Is that true? Yeah. That's funny. Just dominated me trying to get my line in. Yeah. <laughs> Jumped right over his joke. No regard. No Unbelievable what we got going on here. It's killed talent, right? Yeah. You don't have to be talented anymore. People just want to see inside your life so that they feel like, oh, that person's like me. Yeah. That's what you it just is had to show an inkling of that in the old days. It cheapens yeah. it, though. Look, I, look, I drive my car to work, too, just yeah. like you. The best the best example of that is Pete. So Pete Booty Judge is the greatest thing. He's transportation secretary. Yeah. Right. Obviously, they're pushing gr- green energy stuff. So he released a video of him riding his bike to work. Here's me riding my bike yeah. to work. We've got to reduce your carbon footprint. But somebody filmed him filming the video, and he got dropped off in a, a, a Chevy Suburban yeah. and got out with his bike a block from the Capitol. And that was before everything, he flew there on his private jet. Everything is a photo op now. That's the real thing we want about celebrities, not what they post about themselves, mm-hmm. what they got caught oh, doing. what else is going Well, that, listen, man, that used to be, like, because celebrity access was so rare, that's where, like, the tabloids used to run wild and make so much money, is that... You didn't have any access to celebrities, so you could write these salacious stories. Yeah. So you could catch them in the middle of a scandal, and it would explode. Now, it's like if someone had a scandal for us on Britney Spears, what could they tell us that she's not <laughs> posting on Instagram? Right. right. Yeah. She has a book out now, too. Did you know? Whoa, whoa, whoa. Is that true? Yeah, I just saw the oh. ad on my way here. Turns out you don't have to read them to write them. It's a, it's a, hibachi, <laughs> it's a hibachi cookbook, by the way. <laughs> she has a book. Wow. It's a sticker book. A scratch a st- and sniff. What's the name of it? Whoa, yeah. whoa, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> 
So we're following this Kevin McCarthy motion. They have just begun the vote. Mikey, what is this vote called now? I understand Chad Pergram just spoke. Is it a is this the formal vote to get rid of them? Oh, this is still the motion to table. So they're on the motion to table. For those of you who don't follow Congress, I'll break it down in our terms. They just showed up at the host's desk, and she asked if they wanted a booth or a table. <laughs> they're, they're voting right now. Ordering appetizers. Someone seems to be getting menus together. This is the level of analysis you need in this moment. Why? Because it's a clown show. We could have got a lawmaker on the phone, but are the lawmakers doing anything more serious than we are? No. That's what they're voting on and right now. And the, there's the Oktoberfest waitress with her, like, 24 <laughs> pints of, of beer going around. Yeah, is that what's going around? So yeah. Chad Pergram, he is, who's on TV on Fox right now, is like the sharpest mind in terms of understanding procedure, understanding Congress, understanding the Constitution. And uh, as he's breaking this down, we're obviously not carrying the audio. We're just watching him describe the situation. They're showing us the vote count, okay, uh, of the motion to table this. Now, if McCarthy succeeds in this motion, it means it, the whole thing never happened. If McCarthy doesn't succeed, we're now doing the uh, – remember Pee-wee's Big Adventure when Pee-wee winds up in the biker bar? Yep. I say we hang him, and then we drown him, and then we kill him. Mm-hmm. That whole thing, that's where they are on this. And then Pete and Booty Jack needs... drives by on a bike? Yeah. I say we let him go. Where's, With where's... no seat on it? <laughs> I wonder if Boma's going to ring the alarm now. Uh, this is what close. he's asking for. This we is a need... close vote. We yes. need Mark Holden on the line with that yeah. Pee-wee we need, Yeah, Mark Holden, if you're out there, you can call. This would be your moment to call into the show. Let's not lie. <laughs> Why the Democrats are all naying this? Yes, there's a lot of nays. There's a couple of yes. This is going to be a but nay. Understand, it's going to happen. Mm, wow. Okay, no. yes. Right now, just so you understand. They're going to uh, want what to happen, say? though. We've got what? Nay, nine nay, votes? Wait, wait. Just to be clear, Mikey. Nay means we don't table it. Mm. Right. Yay means we table it. Mm. Right. Yes, we so, got it. So yeah. I got you. Yeah. So right now, the nays are at 218. The yeas yeah. are at 206. Nine votes left. It's a motion to table. So, so it's yay gonna be would nay. get McCarthy off the hook. Nay means it's in. So nay. guess what's about it's gonna to be happen? It's going to be nay. That's my prediction. It is and Fox I want to parlay that. Okay. And I want to DraftKings.com. <laughs> you can bet over under six yeah. runs in the American League playoffs tonight. And who makes the final vote? And who makes the final vote on the McCarthy uh, procedure here? Uh, but if you're just joining us on Fox Cross America, this has not happened in a century. In the House of Representatives. Wow. We're covering it live with the reverence it deserves. Okay? It does. You know what? A week ago, Congress was voting that they didn't have to wear pants in the chamber. <laughs> yeah. We don't owe them any more decorum. We're all, a week ago, we could have walked into Congress and be like, hi, I'm here for the vote. Yeah. <laughs> we owe them no more. They work for us. I'm, I'm sick of the pretension of politics. Like, it's a serious thing in the House of Representatives. I'm like, there's nothing serious going on in the House of Representatives. Do you know what I love? I love a politician that always thinks they're going to win. Yeah. And then they inevitably lose well, over and over and over. To that point, are you ready for it? Claiming yeah. that it wasn't fair. Here is McCarthy uh, last night, clip 15. Yes, I'll survive. You know, this is personal with Matt. Matt <laughs> voted against oh. the most conservative ability to... Um, protect our border, secure our border. He's more interested in securing TV interviews than doing something. He wanted to push us into a shutdown, even threatening his own district with all the military people there who would not be paid, only because he wants to take this motion. So be it. Bring it on. Let's get over with it. And let's start governing. If he's upset because he tried to push us in a shutdown and I made sure government didn't shut down, then let's have that fight. Oh, but he did say what? Yes, I will survive. Yeah. <laughs> 
I don't know that he will. At first, he was afraid he was petrified. (laughs) (laughs) I was just going to say that. Put your Gloria Gaynor cassette back into the office tape deck. Uh, Do you know how much information Jimmy has in his head? It's insane. (laughs) Yeah, but stick with me here. This is important. Okay. Because this is how this works for everybody listening at home. Okay. The time is up. Okay. The nays have it. Okay. So they're going to go forward with a motion to oust him. That may conclude while we're on the air right now. No promises. We're going to go to a quick commercial break in a second. But the way politics works, so everybody listening at home understands, and this would relate to you guys in comedy clubs. Do you know how sometimes in a comedy club, people, before they react to a joke, look at how the people at their table react to the joke to make sure, yeah, they don't want to alienate or take the wrong social position? That's politics. So at the beginning of the day... Everybody sat down at their table and thought there was no way McCarthy was going to get thrown out. Mm. But now that they put it to a vote, some people at the table started laughing at the joke that we didn't expect them to laugh. (laughs) And now the comedian actually has some sway in the room. So this is really quickly uh, a quick break. When we come back, we could get the punchline of this whole routine. The big closure. You got high drama with the panel today on Fox Across America. The show that's crashing the establishment party. I don't recall seeing your name on the guest list. Nothing to be embarrassed about. I sometimes go by my maiden name. You're listening to Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Bottom of the ninth here on Fox Across America, we are inside on the House floor where Bob Good, Republican representative from the great state of Virginia, Commonwealth of Virginia. Get it right, Jimmy. Wow. Come on, man. He's giving his speech about ostensibly why McCarthy should go. Gates is sitting there shaking his head, getting ready to get up and give a count. I don't know. It's a stay or go. I don't know who's speaking on behalf of what we're watching it. I believe Good wants him to stay. And McCarthy and excuse me, Gates wants him to go. Now, this will ultimately come to a head with a floor vote on ousting McCarthy. We're not there yet in this moment. What we can tell you is if you're watching the Fox News Channel tonight, we'll have full coverage. I will be on the Ingram angle in the 7 p.m. hour. In the meantime, uh, we're breaking this down based on our own uh, horse sense as comics (laughs) or street sense. You dig? Uh, Let's get some quick predictions. Okay, at the beginning of the day, everybody thought McCarthy would survive this. Now we're in the voting round. Now you just can't leave. Aaron Berg, does he stay or does he go? He's going to go. And also, I don't think they're going to be friendly after this. (laughs) You don't think think Gates, they throw like a going away party? Cancel that 8 p.m. at Ruth's Chris. These guys are not going. Steakhouse. Not even a two for one at Applebee's. Nothing. Brett Azar, are you with Berg on this one? Yeah, I'm putting my tomahawk steak at Ruth's Chris. Behind him going. Now, those are guesses. Now, that's Arnold Arnold Schwarzenegger's body double, Jocelyn Chia. Okay, Arnold Schwarzenegger's body (laughs) double. Right, right, right. That's that's not nothing. Okay. And Aaron Berg is, you know, Aaron Berg. Okay, (laughs) so let's let's just talk about it. This is the last caveat that I'll throw at you before you make your prediction. House Speaker McCarthy, okay, is the guy who has the fundraising in the party. That's what House that, – the guy who becomes House Speaker, it's like Nancy Pelosi. Yep. They're usually the best fundraiser, so he is the best fundraiser. But he's not a bulldog like Oh, Pelosi he's not Nancy is, Pelosi. You know? Like, Nancy Pelosi's husband, like, ran over <laughs> – like a <laughs> – do you remember this story? He hit a sign. He, like, drank and drive and hit a pond. Yeah. And, like, she didn't even get in trouble for it because, like, you know, I will primary your ass right out of town. Do you think he has the fundraising wherewithal to keep the job, or do you think he's a goner, Jocelyn Chia? 
apparently think the voters are thinking about the fundraising aspect. Of like the, the guys in that chamber are like, where's the money going to come from? So maybe Chi makes a good point here, Amber. Think about this. We Because we don't have a designated guy in line. Right. Right. And people don't know who would step in and fill the vacuum. Scalise. Sometimes, I'm calling it. But sometimes, sometimes the reason, like, scumbag dictators survive on the other side of the world is they're horrible, but they're manageably bad. Justin and if you Trudeau. cut off the head, you don't know who's going to step in. Yeah, Justin Trudeau being yeah. the best example. Yeah. <laughs> Taking away rights, firing truckers. But as we, as we, as we go out right now, Matt Gates has forced the House to vote on ousting McCarthy, somebody no one thought was possible. Right. So for that alone, in the Captain Phillips version of the House of Representatives, the guys on the inflatable raft have made it onto the oil rig. It's very exciting. McCarthy. Time to be alive. Yeah, Gates just looked at McCarthy and said, "I'm the captain now." He just yeah. said it. If you're watching the closed caption, <laughs> this is going on right now. I mean, you guys were supposed to go on today. We were supposed to talk about a fat influencer wanting bigger <laughs> hotel rooms. Right. We were supposed to talk about like. Taylor Swift. It was supposed to be a light day. Schwarzenegger <laughs> throwing his kid's bed out the window. How about that? That was about Bambi. And you wound up on the front lines of history. Let's yeah. just keep McCarthy out of a bikini top and not have a Pelosi repeat. <laughs> the plunging breasts. He is middle-aged. Oh, uh, and this show is coming to its rousing finale. You guys, I know you didn't sign up for this, but you handled it. With much aplomb. Oh, is that you. the right context for aplomb? I Googled I'm it. I'm going to Google aplomb when I leave. Is that aplomb? I'm, I'm still stuck Josh, on the plunging Josh, of gates. Josh gave me a maybe. I said you handled it with aplomb. Just a bit outside. He tried the Sounded corner. This. I think if you say it with enough conviction, people just go, oh, no, aplomb. <laughs> you know, thing, I, I listened, did you hear Phelan with the panel? The other day? This guy's had a lot of aplomb. Yeah. It's all a confidence scheme, and you can thank the smartphone. It's oh, made here us we go, dumb here enough. Here we go. Oh, it's going to go to vote. Right at the end of the show. Stay with your local affiliate right now, because this is going to go to a house vote. I'll see you on Ingram tonight. The party is over, girlfriend. Hi, everybody. It's Brian Kilmeade. I want you to join me weekdays at 9 a.m. East as we break down the biggest stories of the day with some of the biggest newsmakers and, of course, what you think. Listen live or get the podcast now at briankilmeadeshow.com. Listen to the show ad-free on Fox News Podcast Plus, on Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music with your Prime membership, or subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.